0: Welcome to Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. I came in pretty hot right there, didn't I? It was pretty hot. That's, your, All that's right. your thing. That's your jam. We are back. For those who listened to our podcast last week, thanks for tuning in. We missed you so very much. For those who are watching us right now, great to be back here in beautiful eastern Los Angeles on the hills of Alhambra. A beautiful day. So hopefully you're watching it as well. But if you're in your car and listening, we can understand. Don't watch us. Great to be here with you, Vince, in our old little
1: stomping grounds. little no so, minor detail. I'm very excited for those that are watching because I wore a pretty good outfit, but I wanted to just say that I did. last week I looked even more fire, and I'm just bummed that we did not have video last week, yeah. so I'll, I'll bring it. I'll I bring did it, it. With, I did
0: it right out of the shower. I had a towel on my head because I go, hey, I don't care. No one's watching. But now I had to bring it, although I kind of, I mean, this is kind of... Wait, do you really get out of the shower and wrap a towel around your head? No. no. There's nothing to wrap, as you can see. I <laughs> was about to say. That would just be uh, hijinks at this point. We have a great show for you here on Inside LAFC, MVP Pod. We will recap the game in Colorado. I know some folks were maybe disappointed about how it turned out, but we'll we'll certainly look for the silver lining and get ready for a very busy week, the return of CONCACAF Champions League against the Vancouver Whitecaps. We'll let you know how you have to proceed with caution here uh, to avoid the uh, the so-called banana peel on the floor. The, The Whitecaps are no
1: joke. And they yeah, proved that really, this past weekend.
0: Yeah, they've had two games this season where they've scored five goals. And, yeah, obviously, LAFC's defense has been excellent. I'm not going to give up five goals, but you got to make sure you don't give up too many in that case. And we have a very special guest, John McCarthy. We'll talk a little bit. About, I mean, MLS Cup is so far ago, but it, it changed his life. He's the number one here. He's doing a great job. He
1: just got his third clean sheet. And he was courtside with Will Ferrell. So that's pretty good. He's like, he's like, oh, no big deal, yeah. but I mean, come on. I barely wanted to talk about it. That's all I would talk about for like the next five years. <laughs> I would be too.
0: uh Life is good for John McCarthy, uh, a guy who takes it one day at a time. I think you, you'll see what we have to say, but we have a lot to get to, a short time to get there. Inside LAFC Max and Vince podcast starts. Well, it's already started, but it officially starts right now. We are back here on the pod. If you're listening, great. If you're watching, I, I did get my notes out. I had extensive notes from the Colorado game, so I don't want to miss a beat. Let me go through this really quickly. Drew Fisher, LAFC, one of three unbeatens.
1: You have four pages of notes. Oh, <laughs> zero game. Look zero
0: at that. Game. I conserve. I conserve yeah. right on both sides because that's what we do here. Conserve out there. If it's paper, water, do what you got to do. Even though I feel like we're out of a drought, still you know, conserve. I have a lot there to talk about. This was... You talked about it being a trap game. I don't think there's any doubt about it because you have on the other end, CCL on the road in Canada. So pretty extensive trip. You know, it's it's a lot easier to fly to Colorado or San Jose or even Midwest than having to go to immigration, yada, yada, yada. I really shortchanged that. Uh, but this was, um, it, it's a big week coming up there. So you look at this Colorado game great turnout by the way i called a colorado game against minnesota a couple of weeks ago and it was like half that many people lafc is a draw mm-hmm. so they're there that's a big deal as well uh this was important for colorado they're off to a rough season and then i want to quote something and we'll we can trick we can trickle out after all the topics about it because there were some things that you want to circle and you're a little concerned about right heath pierce on the broadcast who said this uh, i'm misquoting him here but at the end of the 90 minutes said this is a good result for lafc and I think if you didn't watch the game, if you saw that, you're like, eh, okay, a point on the road. That's good business. You stay undefeated.
1: Yeah, it's tough, right? We watched the game, so... We watched the game, you see... It Heath little... obviously watched the game as well, but he he knows how tough it is to go there, and I think he's just looking at the, exactly what you did. You set the table by saying, this is going to be a rough 15 days for LAFC, if they can go to Colorado, a team who's just going to make the game kind of on their terms and on their turf, especially with the elements, and not be hurt, like... It wasn't just that you got a clean sheet; you didn't lose. Uh, you were able to sub out Carlos Vela and Giorgio Chiellini and still not get damaged. Like eh, if you're Colorado and you're and you're sitting there and Steve's taking out Giorgio and they're taking out Carlos, you're probably thinking, "Oh, this is the moment! Like, let's go for it now." And then they, they still managed to to get out unscathed. So yeah, it's a it's a goodish result. I think anytime you don't lose in this league is a pretty good result, right? This is not talking about we're not Win- quite, uh, winning on the road is
0: harder right. in this league than in any other league. It's it's for basic reasons the travel uh the the topography of the united yeah. states you could be really hot you could be in the mountains you could be cold it's maybe, the hardest league to
1: maybe one run. day we'll get to the to the standards standards of like this year in the premier league we have arsenal and city and they're like we can't drop any points yeah you know uh anything but a win is not good enough uh, maybe we'll get there but I, i'm not sure we ever will unless we really really vastly expand the rosters and change a little bit of the travel because just just the travel alone knocks a couple points yeah. I,
0: it has to be off of your record every year well let me ask you this when you we think about the season and obviously it's just early on but things can go bad you know lafc could have stubbed their toe in the ccl against a could have gone out to a slow start i don't think anybody would have given them too much grief for that but how good do you feel about where they are for the things i mentioned on beat for me i'd say you're, cr- you're if you have a list and i know steve trudlow has a very high standard
1: but mm-hmm. you cross the list go okay we're right where we'd like to be well to that point last year through through five games four wins a draw this year through five games three wins two draws mm, yeah off the pace off the pace but you're still right right in there right yeah. so and, I, and i'll say this the sixth game was a loss last season so if they can make up some points there you'll you'll stay right on kind of on pace
0: we'll preview that game uh austin a little bit later but uh there are some really good points as well i mean Three clean sheets for LAFC. I mean, how far, how long did it take them to get that last year? Not scoring as many goals in these last, they didn't score any goals in these last two league games. Right.
1: Remember, last year was all about, uh, are they starting too slow? Are they, is, is this a problem that they're having to come from behind? Because usually they would give up maybe a goal or be 0 0 at half and then they would run over teams. This year they've been starting a little bit better in games. I think the concern is in the, these last couple of games, and I may, you know, I'm tipping my hand a little bit for my takeaway, has been a little bit in the way that they're finished they're, uh managing the game well i'll put it that way
0: okay we'll get to, we'll we'll unfurl that a little bit more but i just with colorado if you're looking for a compare and contrast last year they went there they lost two zip two years ago we all remember that game they lost five Two thousand uh, uh 2021 a much different year than 2022 and now 2023 mm-hmm. so if you're looking at that it's a step and it's a, a very similar colorado team it's actually a colorado team in better form because diego rubio's healthy they lost jack price but they actually have more of their players, Jonathan Lewis, who are back healthy. For LAFC, uh, played a, uh, maybe their strongest team. Uh, you have Sifu, Tillman. I mean, those, two, they, they're platoon Take a b- midfield. And then the center backs, Kilini Long and Murillo would also, I think that's a good problem to have that you have the depth amongst those midfielders at the number eight, and you have the center back depth as well.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, as you said, when you say, yeah, uh, probably their best team, I mean, the rest team, as, as Steve kind of says, is like they go through the week and they'll pick, but you're right. The the options that you have in some of the positions where you rotate, you're splitting hairs, which yeah. is very good. And those guys played uh big minutes. Uh, I mean,
0: I don't think the first sub happened until the 70, 73rd yeah. minute thing. Though. So those guys will be fresh. And I know some people go, hey, were you rotating? Are you resting? Steve Jordan has been pretty explicit about that, and it's paid off. That you He goes, it's early in the season. We're going to play. Um, to win these games, and that's
1: how they approach it. So, so far, so good. Do you think Steve dislikes rotating more than I dislike trap game, or vice versa? So, you got to tell you when you said trap game, he had he said, "What is this?" Yeah. mystical term. If anybody thinking? saw the, the, I think they cut out my explaining of it to him in his press conference leading into the week. But I said, "Hey, uh, trap game. Where do you where do you stand on trap games?" And he said, "What is that?" And, I, I, and we have a a little bit of a rapport. I feel, um, and sometimes I'll get back to him and go, "Come on, don't mess with me," because he does like to mess with me. Uh, This is what you should have said when
0: you were in Hanover, and you had Bayern Munich in two weeks, and Dortmund in three weeks, but you had to play Werder Bremen. That's a trap game, right? Maybe that would have came through a little better.
1: Possibly, I should have. Yeah, I always got to pull pull out the Bundesliga card, but I explained it, and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. I just had not heard the trap game." And then he basically said, "No, we don't even think about that." So it didn't even matter. Should we get to headlines? We did the, kind of the headline. You want to get the takeaways?
0: The takeaways. I'm sorry. The takeaways. I should know how the show runs.
1: We're still working. Still we're still working this, the new format. Hopefully, you guys like it. Um, you know what? Actually, a lot of people reached out to me and said they really want us to do that show where we try the regional dish from different players and we rate it. So I'm so hungry right good. now too, and we're right behind the the cafe where the players eat.
0: Yeah. yeah, the fare looks very good. So some of our production teams already started eating while we're producing here. Bon appetit, guys. Yeah. Total no-no. Uh. Buen provecho, as they say uh, in Spanish. So, headlines. Takeaways. Takeaways. <laughs> takeaways. We, we, if we sponsored it, I would never get it wrong. Let's go with takeaways. So,
1: that's what, that's what we have to do here, is let right. them fade for We're here. Takeaways.
0: We're here together. Would you like to do the honors? Okay. I will do the takeaway first. Uh, my takeaway is defending set pieces, mm-hmm. uh, of which Colorado had a lot. I'm curious to see what John McCarthy has to say about this a little bit later. And... There were a lot 10 corner kicks there were several set pieces for long range short range and by and large all of them were threatening Mm -hmm. and for whatever reason i mean there was i think one corner kick where they were able to clear it all the others many times a colorado player got it or it wasn't cleared initially so you're kind of like having those edge of your seat moments because that's what i was feeling a little bit uncomfortable watching those games i think colorado I don't think I know Colorado prides themselves on. That's their game. And even without Jack Price, who's one of the vet set piece takers, and he's perfect for that, those conditions in Colorado, they had Ronan, the Ronan, and they had... Uh, Wilson is. Yes. But who was the, uh, the first guy taking the corner kicks? I think it was... Oh, uh, Acosta, Brian Acosta. Oh. Who took some set pieces too. And they were all threatening. So they did it by committee and it worked. LAC did very well not to concede there, but I think from, from my perspective, you've got to do your best... Not to give up those corner kicks in particular, certainly the free kicks, especially up close, of which there were a few. And you've got when you do give them up, you would like to see a little more comfort in the way they clear it. I maybe this Colorado's an outlier because they're always so good and balls hit in like that, have some pace. That was uh, right. nice that was the
1: that was the one thing that I that made me my I, take was, away. That was lucky that they didn't right. fall, see it go. My follow-up to you is gonna be where do you fall on that line of was LFC set piece defending average to okay versus is Colorado very good? I at think the p- latter because I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain now and think John made the one save where it was at that back post and I think it was cheeky that was draped all over the guy. So you had it was uh, it was under pressure. Um, whenever you send a ball to a back post uh you know you give the you give the uh, opponent goalkeeper and the team a lot of time to shift right so those goals to the back have to be they really have to be whipped in that one was floated a little bit more so john was able to get there makes a good save but i'm trying was it wasn't like we felt chances, dangerous, but it, but they, it, it was, was like a wide yeah right. so maybe LC did a good job by making sure they didn't give up those Gilbert right. edge chances to a wrap. but was it then was player. it volume versus the Cause it felt to me maybe it was just a sheer volume. Cause I'm with you. Every time that ball went out, I was like, oh, okay, another corner. Uh, and then when they were like, this is the ninth corner, I was like, wow, nine corners plus a couple of um, fouls that uh, were in dangerous areas. So I, I agree with you uh, that set pieces were uh, a big part of this game. Big takeaway from this game, one way or the other. And it doesn't. You could you could convince me that maybe LAC's set piece defending could be a little bit better. Um, but I'm just I'm just not I'm not sold yet. On, the, on it not being good and and again if you go back to it just don't give up 10 corners
0: yeah. well we go back to 2019 or 2020 where set pieces were they really struggled this is a much different team uh and that was a club that was hit hard with injuries a, a wide variety of
1: that 2020 COVID. team too was it was it wasn't just set pieces it was all, almost always on the second phase of set pieces yeah. too because they would like cleared a little bit but then you lose that focus where you're like ah we, we made it guys and then they would get done by that second you made me feel a lot better about this and
0: i don't think it was a problem i just i think when you look at the game and there's maybe some frustration and i think steve would be at the top of that list uh that there was maybe a chance to win this game but defensively you don't concede but that was the one thing if they could shore that up in any way and give a look maybe half as many corners or less uh, this this team's going to be a lot better for it mm-hmm. uh i would i do want to mention i don't know if it's going to be your uh your takeaway now Um uh, we don't share these. We don't because share. we want to be able to. I'm going to jump one. on it, then I'll ask it after you. Go ahead. Okay. Your take. So
1: my takeaway, and this came from, this was born out of the week because when uh, Ilias Sanchez sat down with us uh, in between the Dallas and Colorado. Game, U.S. citizen, Ilias. U.S. citizen, Ilias Sanchez. Uh, get get on the phone, Anthony Hudson. You, uh, you, you you don't jest, by the way. Neither do I when you say that, because
0: that is a position of need for the U.S. Yeah, but in a pinch, maybe like gold cup or something. In a pinch,
1: leave it to Ilias Sanchez to field that question perfectly and say. Look, I will take the call. I very much do something I'd like to do, but I believe that the best positional area that the U.S. has is in midfield. And That's not right? true. That's not true. Where do you feel that? Where number six? Tyler Adams is injured. Not, not, not specifically number six. He just said the midfield core he thinks is the best. He's the it's best. It's good. It's not the deepest. Oh, okay. That might that so. might be a whole other bucket. Uh, but back to Ilya. He was. Talk- I asked him a question about uh, their their ability to control games with the ball. And he said yes they have to be better because in that dallas game you're up a man you would figure you can kill a game off with the ball um and the dallas game did not give us any great confidence in their ability to do that right because dallas comes back scores ties the game and then you need denny buonga to bail you out so going into colorado i said we need to be better and i thought that first 25 minutes they were passing really well they were combining and then it went right back to which mind you the team is very good at direct approach attack where you just get it to buonga get it to the feet of your best players Get them out there running and see if they can be dangerous. But as we saw in that game, as the game went on, your team gets more stretched out. Uh, when you lose the ball, you're not able to regain it quickly. Um, that leads to fouls or maybe playing the ball out for corners. Foul. There were fouls, there were corners. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a slight concern about this team maybe leaning too much into that direct approach and not combining a lot. Because one, it this team is good enough to pull teams apart, combining and score some goals. But two. If you can do that, and especially in a, in a time frame when you're going to play a lot of games, make the opponent, make them run, take the ball, hold the ball, move it around. And I don't say possession just for possession's sake, but finish your, finish your your, movements, finish your actions, move the ball around, create a good shot, get a shot on goal. Maybe it goes out of play. That's fine. But that keeps you from sapping your energy of, yeah, we played direct. Oh no, now we're running back and we're trying to recover again. So I, that's it's like, it's a slight concern for me. It seems, I mean, I don't want
0: to say it's an easy fix, but it seems like it's something they can get back into the rhythm and I think really find themselves big into thing. it. But it's just kind of like repetition, muscle memory, whatever it might look like. But that was a peculiar game because the first 20, 25 minutes, I mean, I was watching on Apple TV and it flashed 75% possession. LAFC was hitting it around. They had a couple of good chances for Danny Puanga. Mahalo was very active. Carlos Vela good had goodness. a chance they were threatening. And then you look at the end of the 98, they had 48% possession. So, from I don't want to be caught up in the possession, but they didn't get their feet on the ball. Colorado late in that first half and th- the second half, the first half ended poorly for LC, and the second half didn't start great either. And I, I think they showed Steve on the sideline. There's some frustration there because he wanted to see that and i think that plays into what you were saying
1: yeah and it's not just having the ball just if if you do want to go back and watch that game think about just try to pick out the amount of times that a player passed to another player and then moved into a space and got it back the given goes the one twos though those type of like we said we don't want to get caught up in the numbers of possession because who cares about that 48 you got forty eight percent possession you win the game four nil that's okay. fine but but what do you do with the ball and i just felt like there was too much of hey can i find that guy let's go direct Let's move the team forward and then just see if we can get a quick opportunity. And again, it drains you if, if you're not getting the actual scoreline benefit of it. Whereas uh, you play two balls over the top and Denny might score both of them. That's fine. But if he's not, and then you just keep going back to that well, you're basically asking your team to run front to back over and over. And that's just going to, it's going to really wear you out.
0: My backup takeaway was the second half reaction, which is something LAFC did in bushels last year. And here as well in this season, and it wasn't quite there, but I, there are some aspects to this which make it a bit of an outlier. Uh, I maybe was we'll all the time with Bob coaching when I bring the altitude, he'd roll his eyes. I go, but Bob, it's no, when thing. you talked about surfaces like the face of Vancouver, he would give you. He goes, these players should be prepared, and I know they should be, but you're still dealing with a team that's not used to it, with a team that is. Yep. So it is going to. I mean, that is why Bolivia is hard to beat. Colorado has in the. The last four years or five years, when LAFC came into existence, LAFC and Philadelphia have the best home record, and Colorado's right behind them. And LAFC and Philly have been remarkable, certainly last year. So it, there is something there, and with the busy schedule, i i i could I could understand why that maybe it wasn't bore. Maybe the, the, the switch wasn't flicked as much.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a like you said, there's a lot of different reasons why these things can be things, and there's probably a lot of different fixes. I think at the end of the day, rhythm and tempo are probably what it is. Once they kind of get a feeling for it, they can go for it. But you're right, they can look at it and say, well, if we can go one to two passes, score a goal, and then kill off the game, maybe that's the way to do it. But as we saw in that game, it didn't work. So maybe the way to do it was to work the ball and move a little bit. Not, I don't want to say slower, but move a little. Look for passes where these are shorter distances that you're covering with the ball and passing the ball as opposed to 20, 30 yards.
0: I know is disappointed. I know the supporters are disappointed. I'll put, I'll put it this way. Colorado probably doing a few high fives or so forth. You're getting it. I mean, I'm sure they'd say we should have got a goal. But they probably go, yeah. hey, that was our best result. We played really well because it was LAFC. Right. Yeah. And that's, you get used to that. uh, Again, the the turnout, you can just see LAFC is a big event. It's been like that from the beginning, but with an MLS Cup, it gets that much bigger uh, and we're going to be on for it. And this team with the target on their back has performed very well. We forgot to mention that, but that's different to uh, what... They've always had a target, but as a champion, uh, that grows by leaps and bounds. We get towards this week now. Are you excited? I mean, I'm a little nervous.
1: I've got to be like a
0: nervous... I don't want this CCL party to end. I think LAFC are one of the favorites i think that the the sports books would would suggest that they should be able to get by a vancouver team that did not make the postseason and are, are hard to put your finger on we saw them last week this past weekend they scored five and uh the betcher kid who was got the penalty uh they assisted on the second goal and then scored two ryan gold uh and Caicedo were on the bench, so they were able to rotate.
1: They they made it Ryan gold Caicedo, De Dahomey were all on the bench.
0: I'm sorry, Dahomey was the one I meant, but they were. They want they clearly wanted to prepare for that game and give these guys. Uh, gold was he he was an LaFC killer when we saw him a couple of years ago. Very very good player. The Scottish Messi. I talked to him. He says, "Don't call me that again." I got. I, I read off yeah, yeah, if I was him, I would definitely yeah. nix that as soon as so I could. Uh, but a guy who I think could probably get some Scotland call ups. I was surprised he wasn't in there, but. They're going to be fresh. Vancouver, with the roof, with the surface, is challenging. Much like Colorado, LAC have struggled to get results up at BC Place. They don't need to get a result, per se, because you got the two legs and you can hammer it down at home. But for a team that scored five goals over the weekend against Montreal, scored five goals up at BC Place against Real España in the round of 16, the Honduran club, Mm -hmm. they've got it in them. And they, when it comes to giant killing or however you want to call it, and playing LAFC, the history tells you they have been prepared. I know we've walked away from these Vancouver games. So uh, if they lose this game, it's one thing, but you can't let it get away, uh, which I don't, I, I don't really foresee, but it's a re- It's it's going to be a, a nervous game for sure.
1: I don't think that this LAFC team with the coaching staff that they have ever takes anything for granted. It's no. But if you're a fan out there and you're thinking Vancouver, they haven't been very good. Uh, Max has just pointed out a lot of reasons to have a little bit of concern. And, and let's let's just get those some of those out of the way. The, the this turf, is huge for them, too. They're getting super hyped. Well, it. the turf is tough to play on. Indoors, it's tough to play on. The travel. But let's not undersell, as you as you brought up. They have some good players. I think this, uh, I was telling you before we started, this Vancouver team, it, for the longest time I can remember, is the most complete Vancouver team ever. Because like you, you always used to be able to look at Vancouver teams, and they would have... One or two guys, like you. Even go back to the Alfonso Davies days, where they're like, "Yeah, they got Davies. I don't know about those other ten guys." Yeah. Uh, but you know, you point out Ryan Gold. But be- Betcher is not even a, a starter. He came came from MLS Next Pro. I mean, Brian White's the guy that, yeah. that they really want out. He played very well with him. And uh, Julian Gressel was pretty good. Gressel's right. now on the team. Uh, you know, you've got Tristan Blackman, who who we know very well. Uh, Kuba's is is a great six. Uh, they seem to be pretty good in all areas now, and so I think that they're a team to be a little bit worried about. And they got, as you said, they've got confidence. They've scored five goals twice this season. Yeah.
0: The the thing with LAFC, and I'll ask this to John McCarthy as well, and it's one thing to say but to do it. They did it. When they went down to Costa Rica, which is the longest road trip they ever had, they went out there with intent to win and they scored three goals. Got a little nervous in the second leg, but you would imagine LAFC is going to have a much better performance. That was hopefully an outlier as well. But they're going to Vancouver with intents to win. And I say that because not every club does that if you're new to the sport and you see these tournaments when you play away whether it's UEFA Champions League CONCACAF Champions League Copa Libertadores when you play away on a two-legged affair you you bunker down you do whatever it is it's a different approach than when you play at home but LAFC doesn't do that
1: you know it's one of the rare teams in, in this league and it's it's I always like to say when I, when I'm uh, riding or just doing anything, it's nice for fans. It's nice it to is. know, like it's one thing. Obviously, you you want to be great at home. That's where you get the most fans. At one point, you want to uh, you know entertain them at home. But it's kind of cool that we can turn on the TV and then not expect ten guys behind the ball on the road, and they're just going to try to see it out.
0: Austin did that, and they paid a heavy price. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia did that. Uh, one of the best teams in the league although they're struggling right now and they were able to escape of the road leg uh, it's it's a different animal but I think the mindset I this LAFC team is so well equipped but this is going to be Wednesday night the first leg the second leg Tuesday April the 11th which is also my birthday see you at the stadium that's how I want to celebrate it with all of you guys Can uh, if carry you, that, Max out of there if you haven't got tickets go to LAFC.com and by the way if you haven't got season tickets you don't go to the regular games this is a great game to go experience a big international night so go out there and uh i know there's some really good deals and you can kind of check that out midweek football is always fun
1: yeah under the lights it'll be great though uh that's next tuesday first leg will be in vancouver yeah you're really you're really pre pushing this preview you (laughs) want to talk a little bit about the game in between yes austin
0: at home so everyone's very excited they did not play they got the early uh bye they
1: probably would you like a bye
0: this is too early right
1: well it's 29 I'm, teams so i'm sure lfc would actually wouldn't mind one uh with the amount of games that they're stacking up but if early i don't i wouldn't want one early you, you're just starting to kind of engineer some confidence between players it's some some rhythm and then you take one uh but i think austin had a lot of things to figure out they have i don't under, quite understand what's going on there and i mean i'm mean, kind of because i have a few of their fans that follow me and i follow some of them they're saying that there's been a change in system i haven't seen necessarily that josh wolf doesn't strike me as the type that would he seems to have a, an approach or at least a high-level um, game model that he wants to use. It, but then on top of it, you have him kind of calling out players uh, like Diego Fagundes, who's been a guy that's done really good work there. Um, something something is funky there. Uh, it is. I,
0: I will say that they were able to pick up the pieces after... A, 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 it's a major embarrassing, embarrassing loss to Violette of Haiti should never happen. It turns out to be a great story. You accentuate the positive. What an incredible moment for that club, but it should never happen. Austin you know, laid an egg in the first leg and it wasn't even in Haiti. It was in the Dominican Republic, right? so they didn't even have home field advantage. Josh Wolf tried to put it on his shoulders and I think he should shoulder some of the blame with the lineups and how he approached that first leg, but I think they've been able to pick up the pieces. Two wins, a draw, and two losses so far this season. They haven't really been tested too much. The question is, it's. Will we see that Austin team from last season? They still have Sebastian Driussi and all the great players and the good effort, uh, the, the good collective group around them, Jassi Zardes, who's going to score some goals here. They beat LAC twice, uh, and that first home loss, that was a that was very bitter winners. pill. Yeah. The second time they played uh, down in uh, Central Texas was the top, the worst loss of the year, where they allowed mm-hmm. four goals. And we talked to Steve Chirugulo about it. He goes, they just stopped playing. And I, and that was to, you know, and I remember clearly after that game, the doubts around LAFC, it was, ah, LAFC is overrated, yada, yada. It was an important game in hindsight because it helped build that, that run. And I think whether you want to admit it or not, the coaching staff probably used that and said, okay, you're down here. We're not going to experience that again. Mm -hmm. And they did it. And also there's like a, a rivalry budding between these two clubs, which I enjoy. Was it the breakfast tacos?
1: Yeah, but that became, that became is, a big thing about the,
0: the table and the breakfast tacos. I, I mean, that's the are getting up for this one because of what happened last year.
1: Yeah, you don't want to lose home games. And that's in the way that they came in here um, and they kind of just they got a couple quick goals and then they kind of just mucked up the game. But then gloated uh, roundly about they it. They did. Didn't they didn't like make us feel good at all. So I the thing is, though, as much as we're saying, like, they're kind of struggling. Uh, look at that game as uh, uh kind of a amalgamation of what might happen because I think they're going to come in here and give it their best their best go because they know they're coming to Los Angeles they know they're playing laFC I I would expect they could lift their season in a huge way yes I would expect the highest at least amounts of energy they've ever exerted this you know that, that they've exerted at this point in the season will be against laFC um and so you got to be prepared you have to be prepared for that coming off of a game in Vancouver in which you might be tired because again you're in this stretch of uh Wednesday Saturday So this is the two days yeah of five games in 15 days. And then if you keep looking ahead, you say, well, then we got the second league against Vancouver, and then uh, the bookend of that is a trip to base the Galaxy. Just to look uh, oh, that's right,
0: that April game. Uh, and if Philadelphia and Atlas are on that side of the bracket. Yeah, but we won't, we, won't, we won't get ahead of it. We won't get ahead of this. But there you go, one step at a time for LAFC as they look to get the semifinals. Once you get the semifinals, it starts to feel real. You don't want to clip the hurdle here, and I think some people forget about Austin because the postseason, you had two famous wins against the Galaxy in the conference semifinals against Philadelphia, the greatest MLS game of all time. Nestled in between there was the Western final against Austin where LAFC, I think, exercised some demons and took it to a game that was over very early and was a big part of why I think they were so ready for MLS Cup the following week, but there there is. He. 2022 made LAFC and Austin a very a must watch fixture here moving forward you would you would have i um, i would call it a budding rivalry it's up to austin austin's got to
1: keep that yes stadium. they have to they have to keep raising the level um yeah you have you have to come to us but we like it i love it. look austin's a great town
0: that's a great stadium it's always packed to the rafters i love watching games there with uh you know al rate who's now with charlotte who created the green lights and now everyone's got these actually blinding
1: laure right now not houston is it Houston? Yeah. How great. Just racking up all those MLS frequent flyer miles. The vagabond. They're, they're, <laughs> ah, I'm no, kidding, but already
0: Ray. Love it demand. That's why he's going all there. Uh, stadium operation. But uh, there's a lot to say about Austin, and I think the league would be better if they can maintain that standard, and who doesn't want it more
1: McConaughey? Vince doesn't. Watched a little bit of that Elvis show on Netflix. All right. I think the Animated show? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's like Elvis in space? Sounds pet sounds absurd. Yeah, doesn't it?
0: I think I, I, my Elvis cup runneth over. It was fun while it right. lasted. Did you watched the movie, Elvis? Couldn't get through it. I'm not a Baz Luhrmann guy. No. Uh, yeah. You don't know, like the pageantry and, and the crazy I, costume. I didn't know uh, Colonel Parker was German. Or... Right. That kind of threw me for a loop. And I just I couldn't get used to it. I almost said, for the sake of the character, just make
1: him from Tennessee. Yeah, why is every... This is where I thought he was from. Why is every single Baz Luhrmann movie as if he changes like the setting in place, yet still tries to keep it authentic, and then also feels like a fever dream? Bring back Moulin Rouge! And there has been your movie talk. That's your movie
0: talk. Uh, we just had the Oscars, so there you go. Inside LAFC, the MVP podcast, I forgot to tell you, rate, review, download, subscribe. We are going to be right back with our first guest of the new season. We are back... And we're not going anywhere. John McCarthy, the goalkeeper, will talk about Colorado. We'll get his thoughts on the busy week ahead. We are back, and of course, this is uh, the the newest season of Inside LAC Max and Ben's podcast, and officially our first guest, who I believe is one of our last guests from last season, John McCarthy. That has got to be one of your career highlights.
2: MLS Cup aside, all that being on here as the first guest, number one on the team sheet, uh, uh, number no. one guest. I thought, I thought about. It. I was like, I can't, I can't believe. That was like one of the coolest things sold that a little bit better in
0: <laughs> but I mean, where to get into the season but I mean the, your life uh, it's you're, being the number one year for the season and coming through after winning MLS Cup your life
1: is has done a big pivot yeah, it's uh, not, it's, that's alright that's alright you yeah. were courtside <laughs> that's that was a cool thing too Will I mean you know that's pretty yeah. this, it just goes to show you kids become MLS Cup MVP you could be courtside that's how you get that game that's how it works that's how it works you know
0: uh, well, we're very thrilled to have you, but we'll get back into the season because uh, you've lived that many, many times and you'll continue to live it. It's a wonderful moment that we all shared as well. Uh, let's look back at this Colorado game and uh, scoreless with uh, the Rapids on the road. I know we're talking to you a little bit off air about it's a, it's a It's a short visit. It's challenging. The altitude comes up, and maybe people will talk too much. But um, prep- preparing for a game
2: like that where you know you're going to get a shot from this team that is in desperate need for some points for a result you hey, don't change anything for us. I think, like you said, the altitude definitely plays an effect. I think you saw some guys at some point throughout the game were just gassed or needed an extra second to catch your breath. Um, but that's just part of the game, and that's where you have to go to play. So that just is unfortunate for us, but great for Colorado, you know? Uh, but we don't change anything. You go to the play, you go to win, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: This is me speaking personally, but I felt it was your best game, like your most complete game saves with your feet like directing the defense. Uh, how did you feel about that game? Or You could tell me I'm totally wrong if I am. But I thought it was. Three clean sheet. How did you feel about that game? And then what is it like for you uh, as a keeper when there is so many set pieces? Do you like that because you're active or you're like, hey, can we cut it down a little bit here, guys? Uh, I mean, if the ball can stay away from you for 90 minutes,
2: great. If it has to come my way and I got to make a save or come out for a cross or a set piece or something, hopefully I'm, I'm ready to, to take care of it. But it was, I thought it was just another game. You know, I, didn't, I didn't think anything going into it. I didn't think like, hey, it's a it. It's a huge opportunity. We got to make a statement like, oh, you go going, you don't change anything. The work's done on the field here, and the preparation is 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 throughout the week just for the weekend. So I didn't change anything anything, anything different of it. It was just another game.
1: Is there a comfort, though? Are you starting to feel, I mean... It's a Games are games. I, I like it. I, I'm trying. I'm needling it. I, 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 like
2: I, I, you train out here with the guys every day. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like uh, there's a new lineup every single day, and you don't know how the guys are going to feel. You don't know the personalities you have in front of you. So when if they train enough and you train together enough, you kind of get the gist of it feel it. So I, I try to get a good rhythm and just run them. My
0: takeaway, and I said earlier in the show, was uh, the set pieces, and I know he mentioned on it, but uh, uh, there are going to be teams that that is their specialty. Colorado is one of them. And when they get, what, 10 corners and a few set pieces, that's in their wheelhouse. Uh, how do you prepare for it? Because I know a few of those chances were, were close, but you
2: guys were able to repel them. And what's the plan, or is, it, is the plan is let's not give up these set pieces? The funny is don't give up set pieces. That's the plan. But in a game, it happens. Like uh, whether it's you know, just missed out the ball or a rebound or a deflection just goes out for a corner. That's part of the life. Mark does a great job with set pieces and making sure everybody's organized. Um, and they did have a lot of set pieces. That's a team that we knew going into it is like what did they have? Like three or four guys. I'm pretty pretty big boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you know when a set piece does come around, and it wasn't just corner kicks. There was one that was like forty yards out, and they're sending everybody forward. Like. So that's just something that you have to prepare for and and really emphasize throughout the week like hey this is they're not just a team that is gonna pass through you or play long walls like if they do get a set piece they're good at set pieces so we need to kind of focus on that You follow up really quickly because i'm
0: curious but what is on your checklist when you're facing a set piece whether it's a corner or a free kick what do you have to do as a goalkeeper what do you have to communicate to your teammates
1: uh i just
2: make sure that i got the three guys in the area you know the near post the six my middle guy You know, after that, if I see someone else or something, that's off at the last second. I try to figure it out. But realistically, I kind of have to worry about myself and my position as well, just like everyone else does. So you kind of have to hold yourself accountable, but, and you kind of need to hope that everyone else holds themselves accountable because it is a big opportunity for a team to score and it's a big opportunity for us to to defend. Um, I will say the altitude definitely played a role on set pieces because some of those crosses and balls coming in were... They whip. That's advantage. Yeah. But
0: that's why, because yeah. people forget that, and that's
2: why when you see games and they're, they're hitting it from long range, because yeah, there's a chance it, it gets there. They, come in, they definitely come in, came in a bit faster.
1: So you feel there's there is an actual difference. 100. I mean, if anybody would know, it'd be you because you perceive these and you kind of get 100%. get the trajectory. So it definitely changes. It's not even close. What about when you go? <laughs> uh, what about when you go indoors at a place like let's say BC Place? How does that change uh, trajectory of balls and your ability? Maybe your eye line is different when you're indoors. Uh, at, I
2: haven't really some places it's just light like the lighting in a stadium sometimes it's bigger and more lights like perfect example is like atlanta stadium like their stadium has lights everywhere and it depends on how the ball is played or where it's played but same thing with ours if it's if it's a little bit of a floater it kind of gets caught in the lights. that would be the only other issue in like it's a stadium. but the altitude is definitely this would be a great show john going man i'll give you all the checklists for every stadium. those
1: lights in atlanta <laughs> Well, I thought we were going to go, like, fool Neil deGrasse Tyson and be like, well, the rotation of the earth, and then with the fitness and the altitude. <laughs> altitude was definitely. I bring it up because I want to see this show. Yeah. So, uh, uh, a busy... we're pitching shows all the time. So That's basically what
0: we do. A busy week here, and uh, you guys managed it with uh, CCL in the round of 16. It's going to get a little more difficult here. Uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps, you brought that up. And obviously playing a game on a weekend, and now you know Trip. You do play at home on the week. We'll talk about that Austin game in a moment. How do you handle it? How, what it, what works for you guys when you when you know you have two games in a week?
2: Um, it's just another like I, I, I've kind of like repetitive a little bit, but it's another game. You don't want to, you really not no, you don't want to you don't want to think. Do you want to do the same thing? But you you want to do the same thing. And, and the only game that matters right now is Vancouver. So that's that's where our mindset's at. That's where we were at today on the training field, you film and stuff like that. The mindset is just Vancouver. So there's nothing else besides Vancouver that we're
1: I suppose where it is different though is the fact that you guys are going to play a game and there will be a winner and a loser but it's halftime at the end of that 90, yeah. right? Yeah. And so for you especially because, you know, goals start coming to play where they're scored home and away, um is there a, does that play into it a little bit where you feel like we well, got guys, guys let's be very cl- clean on the road or the ah. you got to win. It's it's
2: it's right now it's there's, there's nobody up, there's nobody down. It's it's a regular day. You got to win. Yeah, maybe if it gets later on in the game and it's one nothing, two nothing, something like that, you might change some tactics throughout the game to either we have to attack more, we need to defend more, stuff like that. That goes into what like you said, it's because it's a double header game almost. Uh, but right now it's you go there, you go to the other way. Well, I'll say this, and you guys practice what you preach and at Ala you
0: went out there and you went to win. But a lot of clubs and I think we saw from MLS teams, I've used Philadelphia as an example, uh they they go there to not could the uh, Hemorrhage goals, and but LAFC. I mean, that's been the message from you, and I imagine hearing you now, it's the same for the quarterfinals. We're not going there to protect that lead or protect and position ourselves to win the game in the second leg.
2: You're going there with the pool intent to maybe end it if possible. That would be great. Happy. You did that. You yeah, well, did that at Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think. Uh, I think like like Steven Ante mentioned before, like we're we're really good when we're on our front foot. Like we're whether we have the ball and we're passing them we're going forward, or if we're just attacking like uh I'm sorry, or if we're pressing defensive. You know, that's that's where we're at our best. Um so if we can do that in Vancouver,
1: that'll be good. Israel we'll get some real answers from John. How's your bracket? You know, the national championship's about to go off. How would you do? You're a college guy, Yeah, I'm not college. Yeah, I had a little chat with him a couple weeks ago about his bracket. Yeah, yeah, I love college basketball. It's awesome. Uh bracket disaster. Uh it was
2: really good. I had a couple I had a couple good upsets. Um I, let me think back to it. I, Arkansas beating Kansas. Yeah. I had that. That was like, an, I thought, uh, did you have Fairly Dickinson? Halfway did not have Fairly Dickinson. Uh, what was the other one that I had? Uh, there was a five twelve game I had easily. Um, why is it? Uh, Furman? Furman. Fur- uh, why do I know this, Furman? <laughs> because you're also a bracket guy. Yeah, they beat Virginia. I had that. Um, and then I want to say there was like another one, that, but th- either way, it was done. Like on the first day... I think I had like three games, four games. Well, no, out of the first round, I had like three or four games before. Right, so like I felt pretty good
1: about it, but then it just went to crap. Yeah. Is there a group? Is there a group one? Like, is a bunch of guys? you, you guys all together? No, no, not a lot of people. Did it. Let's do that next year. Let's yeah, do I would. Proper, I'm gonna do it Look.
2: for bracket here for all the guys. Yeah, I, I want to see. I want to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We did that for like the Super Bowl, like the blocks where you like tell we made everyone like pick a block. Like you gotta get in. You gotta, you gotta do it. So I think we should do that for like much.
1: Who does it fall upon to explain these weird American-type things? Like, you spend, imagine you got Cheeky, and you're like, look, this is a square, that's a seven and a three, and if the quarter ends Cheeky with a one z- actually. Cheeky won. Yeah, Cheeky won, I think, the fourth quarter, so
2: he actually got, like, double Yeah. Well, it goes uh, to show you not knowing his... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, whoever runs it. Like, Ryan, I think, ran that, Um, and then I think we were in like, the stretch of games. It was, like, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, going into the start of March Madness. So I think it was just, like, so much that nobody really decided to pick it up. So I was on a couple back home and stuff like that, a couple different blocks and pools and stuff. So That's a good
0: place to end it, but I, I would be remiss, and I know you're, you're focusing
2: on Vancouver, but the
0: Austin game on the weekend, this was a, a rivalry that blossomed last year. They beat LAFC twice. The game in Austin, I think Steve mentioned that, kind of like a the, the moment where LAFC really pushed it. People were doubting LAFC, and then the win in the playoffs as well. So when you, you see
1: Austin on the schedule, do those things kind of... Play surface, John. I don't want to step on your toes, but I'm going to take this for you. You know, it's just another game. <laughs> no, 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 come on, those guys. You don't like those guys. Is there a little bit of budding rivalry? I'm on Vancouver. Got it.
2: I'm on Vancouver. If you want to talk again in a couple of days, then we can talk again in a couple of days, but right now it's Vancouver. And like you said, there was last year ups and downs for us in, the, in those games, but we were worried right about Vancouver. I tried. We try to. It is all about Vancouver. And then when LHC move on to the semifinals, we'll say that's John McCarthy's focus
1: then back and three. <laughs> that is the answer that ultimately fans want to hear.
0: John, always great to chat with you. You're always a ray of light, and we appreciate you taking some time uh, on a very busy week to join us. That'll wrap up Inside LESC, the MVP podcast. Great to be back here at the Performance Center, and we will be back next week to recap Vancouver and Austin.